The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com. Slash. Well, why do I always do that? Slash. <laughs> I'm used to. You got one of those Arizona accents. Do I? Yeah, I know. Isn't Slash. that funny? Somebody, somebody told me, I'm like, what is an Arizona accent? We totally don't have accents. We're like so not... Arizona, more Valley Girl like. Yeah. Like this is the Valley of the Sun. I'm I'm a Valley of the Sun girl, not like L.A. Valley Girl. Yeah. Remember, she's a Valley Girl. Connecticut doesn't have accents either. I I, I don't. What do you mean? You, you guys totally have accents. Oh, we do. Oh yes. Oh okay. Oh yes. Um, it's not as bad as like the Ohio wash the laundry, well, that's, change that's change the tire, or or you know what kind of car do you have? A Toyota. Like, where, where is that a neck Toyota or what kind of Toyota is that when it's toy, toy Toyota, Toyota, yeah. I drive a Toyota. My mother used to say radiator. I'm like, where are you from? And, and what is that? Is that radiator was, was Queens in Brooklyn, I think. And, and Turlet. Yeah, she was, um, where's your mother from? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. But 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 she she would always try to say she had a Texas accent too, and I never understood that. I'm like, because I don't I don't know anybody in Texas with radiators. But Texas is a southern accent. Yeah, but it's got like a diphthong or something yeah. else or something like that. I don't know. I would love to you know just be one of those linguistic elocution kind of people. My favorite is Philadelphia and Delaware. You know, oh what what water or water water. Water, water, water. You know, I, I always like the word differences. You know, my my next door neighbors were from Wisconsin, and so they would get they would, grab me a rag out of the bag. You yeah, know, yeah, bag yeah. Or, like yeah. you know, it just had that funny thing. And then instead of a drinking fountain, they called it a bubbler. Do you ever see Fargo? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that why? Because it's got Minnesota. Yeah, from Minnesota and Wisconsin. <laughs> Because you got all the Swedes and the Norwegians up there. There you go. That must be it. Uh, would you guys like to be welcome to our show? I'm Heather Wagonhalls, by the way, and I've been chattering away with our maestro of moolah and producer. Chef over here. Yeah, <laughs> the Swedish <laughs> chef for the Muppets, also known as Michael Thierry. And we're going to help you get your money mind right on today's show. It, it, this isn't a linguistic show. This is a personal finance, brain-based financial literacy show. Uh, so the uh, keys to riches is now its own show. If you haven't joined us in a while, join the Keys to Riches show powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio on iTunes or on its own website at keystoriches.com for this week's key, which is... Hope for the best, plan for the worst. Okay, we almost had a momentary deer in the headlights. Like, oh my gosh, what show is this? 
but you survived. Yes. Hope for the best plan for the worst. This is about our financial fire escape plan. Yeah. And why we need one. Uh, because so many of us make mistakes. Also got a moolah word of the day about our, uh, globalness, globalization. And we've got a great guest on today's show that's going to help you make some money this year. Then that would be uh, Naresh Visa. And he will be joining us momentarily. Uh, but moolah word of the day, let's get that out of the way first. Our moolah word of the day is globalization and the name for the process of increasing the connectivity and interdependence, interdependence, I'm having trouble today. Yeah, It's those Dove chocolates you set out. That's not good for a diabetic, let me just tell you. <laughs> uh, so let's start again, shall we? <laughs> Globalization is the name for the process of increasing the connectivity and interdependence of the world's markets and businesses. This process has speeded up dramatically in the last few decades as technological advances make it easier for people to travel, communicate, and do business internationally. And two major recent driving forces are advancements in telecommunications infrastructure and the growth of the internet. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah. But more importantly, I'd like to talk about this week's guest because we have a pretty spectacular guest in Naresh. Naresh is founder and CEO of Krish Media and Marketing, a full-service online and digital media and marketing consultancy and agency. He has worked with leading publishers, media firms, and institutions such as CNN Radio, J.P. Morgan Chase, Everbank, the Institute for Energy Research, Houston Rockets, Astros, the American Junior Golf Association, Agora Publishing, and Stansberry Research. I actually get their little publication at Sansbury. is kind of interesting. Uh, Naresh helped launch an online radio network generating six figures in monthly income. Woo! That's a good little revenue chunk. Uh, He has managed the production and marketing for the first online retail physical precious metals trading platform. And he is the best-selling author of Podcastnomics, the book of podcasting to make you millions. He's been featured everywhere, USA Today, Yahoo, Bloomberg, and he now joins us at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Naresh, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are thrilled to have you a part of our show. Thanks so much, Heather. It's a pleasure to be on. I've been listening to you for years. Yeah, that's so exciting. How great. (laughs) You were a fan and now you're a guest. That's really exciting for me. And uh, what I think is going to be really exciting for our listeners to have you on is that you're going to help them make more money this year. Yes, I will... I can help them make more money. I can, but but even more important than money is help them achieve freedom and and independence. I think that at the end of the day is more important than anything else you can have in your life. Well, yeah, because you know it's when you're not thinking about your finances or how you're going to make ends meet or did I make enough this month, and it, I can't even you know. Uh, have enough checks left at uh, the end of the money in my checkbook. <laughs> and and I can't even begin to think about retirement planning. You know, how am I going to be able to get value and enjoy my life just to live it if I'm so stressed out about money? So while money isn't the end goal, it's a tool to creating the life that we desire. Yes, absolutely. And to, to give you or your listeners some context into how I wanted to take control of my life and have more freedom. I left the corporate world uh, three years ago 
So my background initially started out in media and published, well, media, really just media as a reporter. And then I went to business school, uh, was a financial analyst, worked on Wall Street for a short while, was a value analyst at a, at a hedge fund, and, and then uh, kind of merged the media and finance side to get into financial publishing. Long story short, uh, I learned a lot about this new digital economy and my previous experiences uh, helped me gain the trust in myself to go out on my own and to, to live a life of freedom and of independence. So for three years, I've been completely on my own, virtual. I've lived in different cities. I've traveled a lot, but I've run multiple businesses in the financial and publishing spaces. And you are a best-selling author on top of all of that. You've got a couple of bestsellers out there, Fifty Shades of Marketing, Whip Into Shape and Dominate Your Competition. I like the way that sounds. And then Podcastnomics is a podcasting book. Um, so I think that that's really great. So what do we need to know about this digital economy? We hear about it. We're on the internet. We Facebook all the time. But but where does the economy part of being digital come in? Well, the digital economy is still growing. There are still some industries that have not adapted to the digital marketplace. Really, the benefits of going digital, and, and I believe that in, in 15 to 20 years, every business, every industry is going to be digital. But really, the benefit is the cost of doing business uh, has plummeted. So uh, it, cuts, it cuts your costs, and more importantly, the cost to start a business has also plummeted. So back in the 80s and the 90s, um, you know, Heather, I know you're an entrepreneur. You can probably explain more about how expensive, how difficult it was to get a business up and running, whether it was brick and mortar or a service-based business. You had to do all sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, whether or not you manufacture yourself, you've got outsourcing costs. You want to make something. I mean, just look at Shark Tank and all of these investor shows. They're not they're not borrowing, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars. They're borrowing half a million, a million dollars to start a product or service business. Oh yes, absolutely. And because of the digitization of commerce, uh, the cost has has gone down drastically and. Now, anybody, anybody can start a business from their home, from their house, their bedroom, from their living room, whatever you want to call it. You can do that with the digital world and the digital environment. And your podcast, for example, is that's a perfect example of a product that you've built from scratch which I have no idea if you started it from home or where you started it, but you could have easily started your podcast from home on your computer. I was actually on terrestrial radio and then I went to the digital platform and now I've been picked up into syndication uh, around America. So I'm, I'm on both, but the, Oh, great. But you know, I, I looked at the numbers from, you know, being in terrestrial radio and, and it started because my brother was deployed overseas and he would listen to my radio show via the internet. And so I started exploring that and I thought, okay, when I get 
you know, uh, a, a 1% of the listing audience buying stuff in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was broadcasting from initially, that, you know, I, I would have, you know, maybe, you know, 60,000 people listening at any one given time. But with the internet, you just add another zero or two onto that because now you're worldwide. You're not limited to a particular geographic location um, with digital radio as you are with terrestrial radio. That's a perfect example. You just gave a case study of how the digital marketplace has affected or affected your terrestrial radio show. And you're absolutely correct in that there are now platforms available such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. If you have a book, you have Amazon, Audible, iTunes, if it's an audio book. You have these platforms that reach pretty much almost every country in the world and as and, and, and the and the people in these countries use these large platforms. And so you are exposing yourself, not just in your case to your local market, but you're now exposing yourself to the world. So we can apply that principle to to business, to, to any business, really, whether it's a legal business, an accounting business, uh, a publishing business, we can apply it to anything. Yeah, and I think that that was what, you know, was really exciting to me because a lot of people don't necessarily understand how radio works, like terrestrial radio and 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 how the shows get put together. And for me, when I was looking at the growth of listener size, another comparison I was also noting that was significant was like what you said, that the cost of doing internet radio was a tenth of what it was to be on regular radio. So, you know, people don't realize you buy your time slot and then you sell your own commercials and endorsements and sponsors. And so if I'm doing all of that work and having to split the money with them and pay for the the time slot, I can, you know, for a tenth of the money, I got a premium broadcast platform on the internet and I didn't have to share my sponsor money with anybody. You're, you're absolutely correct. You're, you're correct. I'm an author myself and a podcaster, but, but I'm an author. And uh, the, the beauty of, of these new self-publishing tools is you don't have to share the money that you earn with a publisher or a publicist or any of those people. You can do it yourself. You can take control of your professional life, of your personal life. You can take control and see the fruits of your labor. I know countless authors who go through publishers, they get tiny advances in the, in the like low four four figures. Some of them don't even get any advances. If they even get them anymore. Yeah. Right. If they even get them anymore, they they get either tiny advances or no advances. They publish with a publisher. They're ecstatic because they sold a thousand copies of their book, but their royalty check at the end of it all is less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Their royalties, uh, are a fraction of what they would have had they self-published or found an independent publishing brand to be under. And the, at the end of the day, going with a big publishing house, you still have to do your own marketing. You have to set your own speaking tour. You have to do all of that stuff anyway. Yeah, exactly. So so those sites in, in 50 Shades of Marketing, my, my, my latest book, I talk about these, what I call 20th century industries. So the book publishing industry for example, it's a 20th century industry, and there are many 20th century industries out there 
that are that have already gotten disrupted and they're ripe for for even more disruption. And we're going to see major, major transformations within these industries, the medical industry, the legal industry. You know, how Heather, I'm sure you've had lawyers in the past, I'm sure. And you know how inefficient the process can be being on the clock and getting them to fill out a paper. Um, you know, getting them to sign a, a paper and they're charging you all this money. These are all right for change because of the new digital economy, because of the innovation, because of the ease that someone can start a business and, and disrupt these kind of old school, um, outdated, antiquated industries and businesses. So I have a trivia question for you since we're talking about publishing. Do you know what single invention totally revolutionized us as a society and a people that was able to spur on what we have today? So there there, there are two things. If you're talking about historically, my guess would be the printing press. Yes. Historically. Okay. Yay! (laughs) Well, what I was also going to say is if you want to talk about modern day, uh, the internet, and that includes the mobile phones, that would, I think would be the, the next greatest in, in, invention. Yeah, I mean, the printing press did so much for education and intellect. And what I find interesting is that, you know, who would have seen this whole like Kindle ebook reader experience be able to take hold because I had one before the internet became even as big as it was. I was one of the first early adopters to that type of reading because I am a voracious reader. And I, I was just, I was blown away because I still like to read regular books. There's a certain feel of the, and the smell of the paper and, and all of that stuff. That's very romantic about sitting and curling up with a good book. But um, it's just, it's unbelievable. The opportunities, not just uh, for the people that, um, are professional writers, but if you have something to say, you can assemble a team and get your information out to the masses now, relatively simply. Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. Completely agree. Now, did you say that you were reading Kindles before the, or, uh, what did you say you were reading before the internet was even invented? Not before the internet was invented, but there were, we had, um, I had this type of, it was an HP, it was called an HP 95 LS. It was like one of the first Palm computers and you could, you could take, um, manuscripts and put it on there and you could, so I always had a book with me to read, you know, I always had something that I could read. Uh, because of that, because and, and I was a big fan of audiobooks, and when Audible came out, that was the greatest thing. And they're one of our sponsors, as a matter of fact. Gotcha. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, well, the that that publishing industry has gotten severely impacted for the better. For the better, I, I, I think in general, the impact that industries face in the long run, it's always for the better um, when you look at the transformation. So, um, all of this is good. It's going to create more jobs in the future, and it's going to, and it already has created a ton of opportunity for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and the like to uh, become creative and, and do things that they want to do to get more freedom in their lives. Absolutely. 
You are listening to the Unlock Your Wealth radio program. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth radio listeners. Just visit unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future now. Use promo code WAGS. So, With the advent of the digital economy, how can we leverage this to make ourselves better? The first step in leveraging the digital economy and and has actually nothing to do with with even understanding the digital environment. Instead, it's building an expertise in a necessary niche. That's the most important thing. So whether whether your niche is real estate or... Um, it can be some kind of academic area. It can be anthropology. You need to find an area that you specialize in. Once you can build yourself up, or not even build yourself up, but once you determine that you are an expert in a given field, then what you can do is use the digital tools available to you to start some kind of business. There are all sorts of businesses that, that can be started, but... Assuming that you understand your niche and your industry, you'll have to identify opportunities that within that space. And so Fifty Shades of Marketing, the book, um, it, it covers all the different resources that you can utilize in order to get your business up and running. And I'll, and I'll share what, what, what I think are the most important fundamental resources and, and strategies that a business owner or a, a fledgling business owner should utilize. So the first thing, and you'll be surprised, Heather, you'll be surprised about this, especially if you look at the, the medical industry, the legal industry, the accounting space, having a simple website. There are so many uh, professionals out there who have their, their practices, whether it be at medical or accounting or law, and they, they don't even have a website. You can't find them anywhere online. And, and so... Now that because of digitization, how are you going to expect people to find you? Are you just going to depend on old school referrals, which is the 20th century way of doing business? Um, that's the very basic fundamental thing that you need to do if you go out on it. You need a simple website to take people to so that they can find out more about you and then also so they can find you. Yeah, I mean, who uses Yellow Pages anymore? Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. There's online yellow pages, yt.com. So nobody does use that big yellow page book that used to be delivered to your place every year. Um, but having a presence on yt.com, the online yellow pages, that's very beneficial, way more beneficial than being listed in, in the, the hard, uh, the big book. I don't even think they deliver those anymore. Uh, we still get like community versions of them here in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. We get a, like a little thin community version. But, you know, I just, I, I, I think about the point that you're making. You know, I've had a few guests um, and they weren't necessarily older guests, but a few guests that did not have an internet presence. And I'm like, oh my gosh, th- that's how people are accessing this show most often or through iTunes or one of our various uh, podcast providers. And uh, so if, if they're on your show page and they want to know more about you, they want to... I need to have that link for them to click on, and they don't even have a web page. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and, and Heather, think about this. Think about uh, the quality of the individuals who will find a business by using the internet. 
it's going to be a much greater quality than people who don't know how to use the internet and, and don't, you know, use any of these digital tools. Someone who probably uses the internet to listen to your show, for example, they're, they're somewhat qualified. They're people who are interested in business and finance and real estate. Uh, they know how to use their smartphones, so they probably listen to you on iTunes. Uh, and, and so this is, these are very qualified listeners, very qualified leads. Uh, that build up value, really tangible, not even intangible, but tangible value in, in your assets, which is, which is your, your podcast. So having that online presence, it also attracts quality leads, much more high, higher quality leads than if you were just going door to door or uh, doing trade shows or something like that. Yeah. So let's for, say, for example, I've only ever been an employee all my life. Um, yes. so how do I become a, a freelancer or an independent business person, uh, on, through the digital economy? Where do I start? So, so if you've been, the, the first most important thing is you must become the expert in your field. And by expert, it's not just knowing the ins and outs of whatever your job specification is, but it's also knowing your industry. You have to, you have to be able to do both. Because there are some people who work in the corporate world, they show up to their job, they work from nine to five, and then they go home. They have no idea who the big players are. They don't, you know, network within the industry. They don't understand the activity that's happening within the industry. Those types of people, um, they can certainly go out on their own because they have a skill. But the hard part is building up their clientele or building up their partnerships and business development side. That's going to be a major challenge. So... Whereas on the other side, there, there are many people who don't really have a skill. They're, they're really good at meeting people at, at sales and selling themselves, but they don't really have that set trade or that set craft that they're able to offer to potential clients or customers or investors or whoever it might be. And so as a result, these people, we've all, we've all run into them. They're people who talk a huge game. They talk, talk, talk but they don't walk, walk, walk. They, they don't really offer anything of much value outside of giving a few good speeches or a few good conversations. So it's really important that you have both. So before going out on your own, if you are that employee sitting in the cubicle listening to this podcast right now, um, you need to have both of those things, the, the very strong skill set and the thorough understanding of the ins and outs of your industry. Once you have both, then you can uh, create a an informal business plan and start targeting. Uh, okay, here's my market. Here are my potential clients. And you can even pick up the phone and start calling some people or emailing some people and bouncing ideas off them. And you can say, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting this on the side." That's another thing that I recommend. Always, if you are if you have a full time job, start your first business on the side. That way, that's how I got started on the side when I was still in school and then on the side again when I was working a full-time job. Um, it's much safer. You, you know that you still have a steady income and paycheck coming every two weeks. And once your side hustle becomes big enough, then you can leave your full-time job and take over that business. There are countless successful businesses that have started as side jobs. Well, that's great. You know, um, I've been a big proponent of the digital economy and we have several things that we do and uh, internet marketing drives a lot of it now. And it's just, uh, it's, 
it's cheaper from a business perspective. Uh, you have better margins and uh, the internet's 24-7. So you can kind of pick and choose your work schedule and you don't have to have like this big headquarters office. You know, I remember uh, a few years back, I had to call in from China because I was traveling around China and I had to call in to do my radio show from all over the world. And, uh, but nobody knew the difference. Well, except that I told them where I was, but if, had I not disclosed that, nobody would have known that I was busy traveling. Uh, they still thought I was sitting here working hard in some, you know, brick and mortar office. So that's the the one great thing about it. You've shared some really interesting pieces of information. If folks want to get your books and drill down into this and learn more about you, where can folks find you? They can visit my website, NareshBissa.com, which has more information about me. You can contact me through there. My books are available there too. 50 Shades of Marketing with Your Business into Shape and Dominate Your Competition. Uh, that's a number one best-selling book, still on the bestseller list on various categories. Audiobook, paperback, and Kindle versions are available. And you can also check out KrishMediaMarketing.com, Krish, K-R-I-S-H, MediaMarketing.com, which is our marketing uh, company. We offer a variety of, of digital consultancy and agency type of services for, for businesses. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Narish's show page and get his links to his books and his website and so much more. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit UnlockYourWealthRadio.com where you go to get Get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 